listener production. Hey there, it's Bensi on Seabit with this extra episode of The Briefing. Deaths on Australian roads have dominated the headlines this year. There's been a really concerning spike in crashes and the road toll has risen by more than 6% in 2023. 1,253 people have been killed and we've still got Christmas and New Year's to get through. South Australia has seen the biggest spike with road deaths up a massive 61.4% on last year. New South Wales is the second highest, up by 23.8%. And in Victoria, the road toll is up by 14.5%. The Australian Automobile Association says it's our deadliest year on the roads since 2018, before the pandemic. They want federal, state and territory governments to do more. We've all heard the safety messaging. We've seen the campaigns. There are more police on our roads. So why are we still seeing an increase in driving-related deaths? And are we missing something when it comes to lowering the road toll? The briefing's Sasha Barbagat has spoken with listeners Adelaide journalist Sophia Funicello to find out. Sophia, what do you make of the increase in road deaths this year? Good afternoon. Yeah, this year working as a news journalist, road crashes sadly seem to be making headlines nearly every single day. And not only just here in SA, but all over Australia. Another two lives have been lost on our roads in a horror start to the weekend. A man's been killed and a woman's fighting for life after two separate crashes. Four people have been killed and a fifth is fighting for life tonight after a head-on collision near Canberra. This was a crash between a truck and a car that left a 17-year-old boy dead. Five teenagers have been killed in a horror single-vehicle crash south of Sydney. Yeah, that is so confronting to listen back to. Yeah, and every time I hear these crashes occur, I find myself holding my breath, hoping there's no serious injuries, hoping a young child hasn't died, or even worse, hoping it isn't someone that I know behind the wheel. And what makes it even worse is that there's a new report that's revealed road trauma is the leading cause of death for children aged 1 to 14 in this country. Mm. On average, one child is killed in a road crash in Australia every week. So 59% of them occur when the child's a passenger or bystander, but a significant percentage, 29% occur when the child's a pedestrian. Oh, yeah. See, that's another factor, isn't it? It's not just people who are passing away inside the car, but it's also affecting people who are out walking or cyclists or motorcyclists and it's just awful and as we wrap up 2023 now's a good time as any to reflect and say hey what do we need to be doing better heading into not only the summer break but 2024 to bring the number of road deaths down yeah essentially we need to be aiming to reach the ultimate road fatality number and that's zero i know that's the figure in an ideal world and yes it may not be realistic but why can't we do everything in our power to try and achieve this Obviously, we're doing something wrong if the numbers keep going up and up, and that's what Michelle McLaughlin, the CEO of Little Blue Dinosaur Foundation, is doing. She's a mum who sadly lost her son, Tom, at the age of four to a road death back in 2014 and has been campaigning for children's road safety ever since. It was just a normal, very hot summer day. 
It was the first day of our holiday at um, a rented holiday home. At the time, I had a one-year-old. He just turned one, Hugh. I had Tom, who was four, and Sophie, who was seven. We were going to go to the beach at about half past five. I was putting my little boy, Hugh, into his swimmers. My husband and Sophie were gathering the little boogie boards and the towels, the beach towels, chairs. My in-laws were at the front of the council verge adjacent to the driveway. Um, lots of parked cars up and down the street, very busy time of the year. Yeah, and that's the saddest thing. It's people are out and about having a holiday, having a good time, relaxing after a busy year, busy Christmas, and they want to get out and just enjoy things. And I guess potentially that could be where the trouble occurs is that there's so many people out and about doing their own thing. Yeah. And I'm sure many Australians can put themselves in Michelle's shoes at that very moment, you know, getting the kids and family ready for the beach. It can be a bit chaotic. Uh, But what happens next, we never think will actually happen to us. So four wheel drive hit him, speed limit of 50, which kills 90% of people, let alone a child, barely over a metre tall, which was my son Tom, when he took two little innocent steps sideways because the verge met the road. There's no kerb and gutter, essentially, lacking footpaths. It doesn't really look like roadway in some of these holiday zones where lots of Australians, you know, young families go to. It just happened in a microsecond. Oh, it's so sad. And and that is the scary part. It happens when we don't expect it. No one's expecting to be the victim of road trauma. But as we've said, it's happening to more and more people this year. The road toll keeps going up. Yeah. And this next part of the interview actually brought me to tears. The moment, the moment it happened, I can just feel it in my heart. And just like that, everything was different for Michelle and her family. Poor Tom was hit and pretty much killed instantly. So, you know, all our attempts at reviving him until the ambulance came. I I sort of knew it was futile after being 20 years as a registered nurse, just looking at him. I mean, it was utterly devastating. Such a total shock. Like, I've never gotten over it and it's 10 years later and I don't think I'll ever get over it over that day and what happened. And it's crystal clear etched into my mind. There's no words. Oh, that's really, really heavy. And just to think these stats keep going up and up, you know, more and more little children like Tom being killed on our roads, it's horrific to think about. According to the Australian Automobile Association, Australia's road toll is rising strongly 7.5% per annum, with pedestrian and cycling deaths up 25 and 37% respectively in the past 12 months. And AAA polling shows two-thirds of Australians rank safety as their top transport priority. Uh, They say data needed to understand such numbers is collected by state governments but not published. It's led the the Automobile Association to call for the Australian government to use its $10 billion annual road funding budget to leverage the timely reporting of data on road quality, crash causation and law enforcement. It doesn't discriminate. Parents have the best of intentions for their children. Most parents do. They never want to see them even graze their knee. But it's just those moments where you have to be so careful. The driveway is the is the location where children aged zero to five are killed. And it's usually by 
you know, a parent or a friend. Yeah, and I think that information is really important to have so that we can better understand what's actually happening on our roads. Why, you know, was it the road? Was it weather? You know, were there enough police out and about at the time to be keeping an eye on things? Yeah, I totally agree that this data needs to be released. Yeah, and it's actually prompted Michelle to start this Little Blue Dinosaur Foundation back in 2014, which encourages road safety across multiple communities across Australia. So the foundation's key messaging around Christmas time is hold my hand and slow down kids around, targeting parents, carers and drivers. Over the last 10 years, 2013 to 2023, just in road trauma incidences, so whether a child was a passenger in a vehicle, whether they were a pedestrian or whether they were a pedal cyclist, there'd nearly been 600 deaths. So that's sometimes more than one a week. If an incident occurred where 600 Australian children were killed and not trickle by trickle, you know, it's 600 children, 600 lives gone. I think that, you know, leaders in this country would be screaming, saying, what can we do? How do we help? Yeah, and that's the tricky part, though, is what's the solution? From my research, it all comes down to not having enough public data. So we may know, like, you know, how many people were involved in the crash, but not always why. Distraction, faulty car, wet weather. Michelle says we need more local governments campaigning, working together, collaborating. Only 13% of LGAs across Australia, that's 75 LGAs across five states, are on board with her initiative, campaigning and using signage in places across the community. But if you think about it, that's not really many at all. New South Wales has the most councils involved, then Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, with a recent launch in WA this month via signage in the town of Cambridge. Mm. Is messaging and awareness the answer? Like, is that as simple as it is? It is one factor. I did a bit of Googling to see, you know, what part of the world has the least road fatalities to see what they're doing compared to us. And it turns out Iceland actually has the lowest number of road deaths. There's a few general differences between their road rules and ours. And this is an interesting one, which actually caught my eye. Uh, In Iceland, it's mandatory to use headlights at all times, even during the day. So in Australia, daytime lights are not required only if there's, you know, cloudy weather or certain conditions. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I wonder how much difference it would make to have our headlights on during the day. But I suppose if a country has lower fatalities on the roads than us, then it's worth kind of asking these questions and saying, should we be doing that? Here, the key messaging around, you know, reducing the road toll is the fatal five. So that's speeding, drink or drug driving, distracted driving, driving without a seatbelt and also fatigue is a really big one. And I guess those are the five most important things we need to remember when getting behind the wheel this summer and always. Yeah, definitely. And if I can leave you with one parting message to hopefully make whoever's listening to this a little bit more aware behind the wheel this summer break. And even if it can just save one life on the road today, uh, it would be this one from Michelle. It's still there. It's still there in your heart, you Mm. know, and you can go over those what-if questions, but they're so torturous, you know. The only thing you can do is walk forward and share messaging and hope that that helps somebody else that benefits another child and another family and they listen and they learn from it. It's such an important story from Michelle and I think it's really impressive that she's started up this foundation. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, Sophia, and sharing her story with us. 
Thanks for having me. You can actually find more information on Michelle's quest to help save more lives on the road at www.littlebluedinosaur.org. Thanks, Sophia. That was The Briefing's Sasha Barbagat speaking with our listener journalist from Adelaide, Sophia Funicello, over why we're seeing an increase in road deaths across Australia. And that is all we have time for for this episode of The Briefing. Sasha and the team will be back from 6am tomorrow. I'm Ben Sion Siebert. Thanks so much for listening. Listener.